Hello, Disruptors, and welcome to our extra podcast Yay. for the week. Hey, hey, girls. hey girlfriend. Hello. Hello. You got a friend in me. Da, 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 da. I was going <laughs> through all the friend songs after last week. I'll be yeah, there no. for you. <laughs> oh, I can see where this is going and I'm not in on it. You don't want to do the claps? <laughs> Just let, it, let her have a go, Tammy. She won't realise we're not involved. <laughs> <laughs> Walking away again, I see. Uh, turning it back I'm on the friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. If no one knew me but only listened to these podcasts, I would not be a pretty person, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so worried. No one would be your friend. The legacy I'm leaving on the earth. Oh, thanks, Tab. Oh, Let's dear. call it as you see it. It's great. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> oh, dear. So... My kids have gone back to school in the last week and my life is back to being absolute mayhem. So I've Mm. not got much that I've been doing, to be honest. It's been a whole lot of um, sewing buttons on uniforms (laughs) and somehow, yeah, my little little boy managed to lose five buttons off two tops last year. Yeah, they only come with one spare button each, so what am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, you should do find different buttons. That'll learn him. I have. <laughs> totally have. Yeah. That's great. Oh, and school lunches, the bane of my existence. Mm. Um, yep. So I've yeah, I haven't done much. So I thought I'd treat myself, treat yourself. Yeah. And <laughs> um I've been saving a book until I needed it. You know those books that you, that you just don't want to start because you don't want to finish mm. them? Mm. Um, so I've been saving this book till the right moment and the, in the last week I knew it was the right moment to read it and then it probably wasn't because then I stayed up all night reading and then I was really tired. But anyways, mm. um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I think I have gushed previously to you guys about my favourite detective series. Um, mm. I'm not – I'm not really a detective book reader. I don't like crime necessarily. Um, and to be honest, these ones are a little bit on the not, not. highbrow side. <laughs> Have you finally come around to Agatha Christie? That's what I'm like. What am I? <laughs> Look, I've read a couple of Agathas in my time. Um, no, so there's this series by Louise Penny. Um, it's the Inspector Gamache series. Oh, yeah. And she's currently up to book 13, which was released late last year. So um, I think I read 12 wow. of them in January last year. What? That must be good. I caught up on her entire back catalogue and then um, I saved this one until, as I said, until I – needed it and I read that in the last week and it was really lovely um yeah the I think the joy of them is in the characters that she's introduced and the relationships between them so that's you know talking about friendships last week there's some beautiful female friendships um in it and um yeah, it's just some really nice relationships between characters and because she uses the same characters over the 13 books, you know, it's a group of people that live in a small village. That's my recommendation. Mm. Download 13 books and read them. Do you have to read them in order, Tam? 
for it to work? Um, yeah, interestingly, I think I read something about that. She kind of says um, because of that building on um, relationships mm. thing, she, she does recommend it, but she has written them all as standalone books. So you could just grab whichever one, read it, and have a full um, story, which sometimes, mm. have you ever read a series where at the beginning of each book they yeah. go over a bit of the backstory and that it gets really annoying? annoying. Yes. Yeah. So there was there is a bit of that, but um, she doesn't do it too much. So okay. Well, yeah. Good. What about you? Very cool. Ursh, I have, have been also been reading quite a lot lately. I have been reading um, uh, a lot of feminist literature, which has been fun, 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 fun. So Yay. I finally read. I've been meaning to read it for a couple of years now. Um, Fight like a girl by Clementine Ford. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Such a yep. good book, and um, look, it's the same as most feminist books. You know, it's about the feminist fight now, and body image, and men, and you know, different things, a whole bunch of different things. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and I guess she's also got that Australian voice, which I really loved as well. And she just said some great things. There probably wasn't a lot in there that was new to me, except one point that she did bring out, which I've really had to go back, I've found myself thinking about over and over again, is she talks about this thing that we do. And I notice I do it. We've certainly done it on this podcast where we try and bring men back into the centre of the feminist thing and champion them championing us kind of thing. And um, yeah. she just had some really interesting points to make on that, which I had to um, think about and which I'm still thinking about. But she just talked about not about them being involved but about them leading the charge and just saying it's just ridiculous because they don't know what it's like to be women and what we, you know, breaking Mm. free from the patriarchy to once again be led by the patriarchy and women can lead ourselves, we can lead our own movement, Um, we can prioritise the things that we want to prioritise and we're not obliged to provide an equal space for men at the top so that they can lead us once again. And I just, it really just made me stop and think about a number of things I do, how we always caveat, well, it's not all men, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she just kind of makes mm. the point that, you know, do we just want women to be equal under the system that's already there or do we actually want to change the system? Um, and yes. to do that, it means mm. we actually do have to threaten men's position and the advantage that they've had and that they don't even question, and that some things will threaten them. Anyway, so, yeah, I just was like, yeah. Mm. It's interesting, but I think you need both, and I had this exact conversation with someone today where you need those antagonist activists to change the system, but you also need, the reality is men are in positions that won't just be busted out because someone rants and raves at them either. So you also need the people to be in the system trying to change it from within and that requires probably a little bit more political savvy. Anyway, that's a whole conversation. Because I think I don't think we've ever said we need men to lead this. I think we've said we need men to be on board with it. And to be alongside us, yeah. I don't know yeah, if there's a distinction that she made between that. Yeah, she did, but I think she was just saying we do that too often, too much. We say we need men okay. more, too Good much. Point. We blah, blah, need the men to lead it and have their voice and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying too. And I was thinking about, mm. like, the civil rights movement and you did need all those, you know, um, black ap- activists to stand up, but then there was also things like, um, 
want to say the JFK brothers. That doesn't make sense. The Kennedy brothers, who were both really yeah. crucial in you know changing policy and changing mindsets as well, being you know part of the white yeah. upper class. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, but yeah, so very interesting book. Uh, yeah, she. I'm really interested. She's um, releasing a book. Um, I don't know, sometime soon, called mm-hmm. Boys Will Be Boys, about mm-hmm. how we need to raise yes. our expectation of um, especially, mm-hmm. you know, young boys Christ. so that we're not always expecting the yeah. worst yeah. of them. Another one, much more lighthearted and fun, it's called A Feminist Guide to Raising a Little Princess. This oh, is a cool. book by Deborah, not Deborah, but Deborah Blanchard, and she is an American writer. Uh, she writes it from New York. And it's just a really fun book, but she's basically looking at all the princess stories and the rise of Disney and mm. and kind of challenging, you know, is this making things worse for young women? And um, it's very good. It's very practical, but it's also very hilarious. And okay. it probably doesn't come up with all the, you know, responses that you think. I think a lot of her thing at the end of the day is let girls be girls. <laughs> let them wear their pretty dresses if they want to. Let them dream they're a princess, but do give them also the inner dialogue of, there's not a prince who's coming to save you and, you know, mm. take responsibility for your life. And, you know, good old Elsa and Anna mm. come up front pretty much. So, yeah. With that, <laughs> that's really the only princess Evie cares about at the moment. <laughs> um, that's that. And then I just wanted to read a tiny bit from my devotional because I am loving it. So, all my recommendations are books, I'm afraid. But this one is my devotional, God Calling. And just listen to this beautiful little opening phrase. I stand between the years. The light of my presence is flung across the year to come. The radiance of the sun of righteousness. Backward over the past year is my shadow thrown, hiding doubt and sorrow and disappointment. How beautiful is that? Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, how are your devotions going, ladies? I did some. Good. Not many. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. But I did some. Yeah, go girl. Yeah, nice. What about you, Shay? Um, I yeah, look, I signed up. I've got um, alerts coming in to do to follow some plans, or so I've just chosen a heap of plans on the U version app. Um, and yeah, I'm doing it. It's good. I think like um, I, I'm interested to kind of just try a few different ones that are shorter, um, like between three and seven days and then work out which one I want to delve in a bit deeper because a lot of these are kind of mm-hmm. samples of um, broader books, like the Saver one that you mentioned, Tan, um, mm-hmm. from Shauna. There's a seven-day version of that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. It feels um, it feels healthy, I guess is the word, to be mm-hmm doing that and yeah I've actually done my bay walk three times That's this good. week is nice. your dog snoring in the background Tam oh he is he's very <laughs> tired and he's a very loud snorer like someone thinks we're boring <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least you said is that your dog and not your husband yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear yeah. Well, that's good. Keep going, ladies. Keep going, disruptors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, high five. But don't also feel, I don't know, don't get the guilts either. Hey, but no see, 
Find the life-giving bits. I'm actually, I have, I want to, I have not yet got to the shops to buy a beautiful journal. I'm really keen to do that and a nice pen. I just need that kind of yeah. injection of stationery in my life. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. also I've actually, we've um, introduced in our family because after we had that chat, um, I think it was you, Tam, who sent the link about um, what this author was suggesting with doing f- with family. So over dinner now, um, we do the examine piece, really simplified for the kids. Um, and actually it kind of ties into what Charlie had been doing at school, at a Catholic school, it's two stars mm-hmm. and a wish. And the two stars are two things that you're grateful for today and the wish is something that you hope to work on tomorrow ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's really kind of going overhead of the three-year-old, but the six-and-a-half-year-old <laughs> is really engaging and it's forcing her who she often would be one to, to be very dismissive of the day and go it was terrible or oh, you know mm-hmm. be very like um over the top is it's engaging and then it also yeah it's causing each one of us to stop and think and be grateful so that's a nice little uh rhythm that we've got going at dinner time i love it hmm Mm. Um, and in terms of my recommendations, if that's you, Ursh, wrapped up. Yes, I am. Um, last, yeah, awesome. Last time we spoke, I was rushing off to finish the rest of Big Little Lies. Oh, and I was raving about how great it was and how <laughs> realistic, just how authentic it felt as a series. And then I was so let down by the last oh, five minutes. Just oh. disappointed. And without giving anything away, it just felt ugh, like, I don't know, just so unrealistic, like the exact opposite to all the things oh. that I had said. So I just want to clarify my recommendation. I want to recommend, yeah, six episodes and um, five, six of the last episode and just ignore <laughs> the last bit. Oh. So, yeah. Look, I'll probably watch the second series because I think they can move on now and not be as stupid because – yeah, it um, hopefully can just continue to evolve around friendship and motherhood and all of the bits that I was finding interesting and be less weird. So in light of our last yeah. podcast show, which was all about Valentine's Day and friendships, was there, mm. what was it about the series that captured you? Because I remember you saying the female friendships really stood out to you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Tam recognised that in the book as well. I, I think it's it was... And again, it kind of felt like a bit tied up in a bow, a bit too neat at the end around the friendships. Mm. But it felt like throughout um, the story you had um, close friendships but then layers of what was really close, like how much they really shared and were vulnerable about what was really going on in their life because there were still secrets there. So I thought that was interesting. But then over time got to the point where they needed to share to be able to move on. Um, And then you also had the frenemies for sure who were like fighting but when one person was willing to be humble enough to uh, apologise and be forgiven, that kind of uh, dominoed the ability for them to integrate back into the group. So, yeah, mm. I think it was pretty um, pretty insightful, I guess, around what happens and it did yeah. circle around similar themes, I guess, to what we talked about last yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So it's interesting from that perspective. I mean, it's still a little bit, I felt a little bit over the top, like I'm like, oh, would you really say that or do that <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in real life? But then equally I think it does actually happen um, with some of the overreactions people have. 
based on their own insecurities or um, whatever else is going on in their mm. world. I thought the marriage relationships, there's a few different experiences of what they looked like in the different settings and they were quite interesting too um, around who has the mm. power and um, how they communicate, how they navigate the challenges that life throws at them was, wow, that dog really is enjoying <laughs> that sleep. Um, yeah. So what else, Charles? I would then contrast that. I have read a book, but I won't talk about that because there's been lots of talks about books. But I also watched The Crown with oh, Bruce, the second season. Beautiful. And it is beautiful. Man, I find it so interesting and I cannot wait for the next few seasons yeah. where I'll actually – remember events and recognize what's happened yeah. and get a bit more of the inside insight like yeah really um really interesting I just could not stop googling to say did that really yeah. happen <laughs> so and it pretty much did like how crazy is Margaret's husband and there is a book I and think about it what was I, that I think there is a book called the crown I might be written by the people that have made the show oh. which goes through and talks about like yeah what um, situations were real or what things were kind of um, mm. elaborated on or, yeah, so that's interesting. Because it's so mm. personal, isn't it? The, yeah. I haven't seen series two yet, but season one was, yeah, it felt oh, like season two more so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, right. it's, yeah. yeah, amazing. I really enjoyed it. But apparently the like the Queen actually does watch it and quite enjoys really? it. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that's it's so, so funny. I mean, she yeah. definitely comes out in a good light, I, if not a little bit provincial I don't know in like a little bit yeah. unprepared and doughy-eyed but but she comes across as strong of character I think yeah definitely um yeah it shows yeah her just I think her, the complexity of her character and how she grows and adapts more into the role I guess the more she grows up I mean imagine getting that at yeah. 25 oh if I was given that at 25 yeah. oh, yeah um, yeah, so I really recommend it. We sort of like started watching a little bit before Christmas and then it got all overwhelming and just felt like, oh, I can't be bothered watching it. But then once got focused on it, like every night we're watching one or two episodes and just smashed it out. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and my final recommendation would just be like if you are going to treat yourself to um, I'm now addicted to doing the SNS um nails <laughs> sounds like really creepy and a bit too sexual but it's just getting your nails done at the salon where they they do the like um clear stuff and then the powder and just build up a pretty color on your nails and I don't know it just makes me feel happy <laughs> and it's my little I pleasure I hate sitting there and I've getting never done it. it I have to try it yeah, I actually was going to say if you do come up to visit me, I'm going to book us into this place because yeah. it's the best. And so that's it from me so far. Yay. Yay. Well, <laughs> right. look forward to chatting next time. Yeah, we'll Yay. be back next week. Sweet. See you. Okay. Have a good week. You too. Bye.